Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. All right, so we started a new series four weeks ago titled As in Heaven. <laughs> that was under voice command. Did you see how that just... We are high tech here. I mean, we don't even need people in the... Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. As in Heaven. And uh, of course, we, we, the main uh, text was, uh, well, where the title came from, Jesus prayed that uh, God's will would be done on earth as in heaven, Matthew 6.10. Well, he actually taught us to pray that, right? That, that we pray that God's will would be done on earth as in heaven. So what is God's will? <laughs> we need to know, don't we? Hello? If we're going to do it, we got to know it, right? We're part of doing God's will on the earth. Amen? The body of Christ, just like Jesus did the will of the Father when he was here, we are to do the will of God. So we have to find God's will and we want to find God's complete, perfect will. Amen? For our lives. And that should be a top priority of every Christian. Now, we, don't, we do not want to stand before Jesus having only done a little bit of God's will for our lives. No, no, we want to stand before Jesus having done all of God's will. Amen. Amen. Jesus did all of God's will. He finished. That's why he said it is finished. He did it. <laughs> will we be able to say that? Come on. It is finished. We want to be able to run all the way with faith all the way and doing what God said all the way. Finding his will. Come on, all the way. And a couple things we talked about that if we're going to do that, we must first, we must first humble ourselves before God. That is the first step. If we do not humble ourselves before God, we will not find his perfect, complete will for our lives. And so we, we, that was our first week. We had a blowout service in here, people on their faces before God, humbling themselves before God. So that is step one. Along the route, we have to keep inquiring of the Lord. We talked about David who kept inquiring of God, right? He didn't, he, when he got the answer that he thought was the right answer or was the right answer, then he inquired some more because he didn't have the complete will of God, right? God said, yeah, go up to the cities. And he said, which city do I go to? He said, Hebron. Oh, okay. Thank you. Because <laughs> sometimes we don't have the complete will. And God is saying, why aren't you asking me? Hello. We're supposed to ask him. Amen. We're supposed to go to him. And so we had a great time learning about inquiring of the Lord. We talked about, I think it was last week, trusting his will, which is his word above everything else. If we're going to do the will of God, we have to trust his will above everything. We have to have complete trust in what he said. Come on. Otherwise, we won't do it. We won't do it. If we don't trust what he said, we will not do it. And so we need to have complete trust in his will, which is his word. Amen. And when we find God's will, we do it, right? We, 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 we need to do it. 
We don't make excuses. Come on. Excuses are not good with God. They don't, that's not going to fly. Come on. What do we do? What do we do if Jesus is our Lord and God says you need to do this? What do we do? Do it. <laughs> we say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll get that done for you. Come on. If, if God is our God and Jesus is our Lord, we say, yes, sir. And so we should be eager to do anything God says to do. Amen. Because we know he is good. We know he's good. So we know if he's saying do this, he's trying to get us into the blessing. He's trying to get us to the right place. But if we won't do what he said. Hello. I could go an example after example, right? Uh, one of the big examples of my life, of course, you all know is Iowa. God said, go to Iowa. And I'm like, are you sure about that? <laughs> but I'll tell you what, if I don't do what he says to do, I'm not in the blessing I'm in today, right here. I guarantee I'm not here today. I mean, whoo, I, I can't tell the whole story again. <laughs> but I got here by a miracle and it all started because of saying yes to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll get that done, sir. Yes, sir. Woo. And that's the way it needs to be. Thank you for those no amens. <laughs> I'll give myself one. Amen. Thank you, youth group. One more for that. One more. Amen. Oh, yeah, that was good. All right, you ready to dig back in here? We're going to dig back into Romans 12 again here. Romans 12, 1 and 2, some of my favorite verses in the whole Bible right here. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God or in view of, right, when we see how merciful he is, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service, right? That's just our reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Well, we're talking about the will of God. We're talking about how we find it. So we found a big verse right here that'll help us find the will of God. So a couple things out of here again, the world system, he says, do not be conformed to the world system. Well, the world system is ungodly. <laughs> it's ungodly. Ungodly equals no God. The world does not want God. Have you noticed? <laughs> they want to take God out of everything, right? They just want to take God out. Of course, we know about the schools and how they took God out of the schools. Well, there have been a lot of problems in schools since. We've got a teacher over there who knows. <laughs> Come on now. There's been a lot of problems since they took God out of schools, right? And, and, and imagine if they started every day in school with prayer. Oh, my. Would we have a different school system? Oh, wow. Wow. Whoo, man. But the world wants to take God out of everything. Oh, man. You bring, I mean, there was a coach recently who was praying at a football game. They took him to court, kicked, fired him. Well, they fired him. I think if I remember right, he got his job back because he went to court. He won. He won. Right. Because he prayed. 
on the football field of his own fruit, of his own cognizance, right? He wanted to pray. He bowed his knee on the football field and prayed. Gets fired. What? <laughs> that makes no sense, does it? Come on. No, they want God out of everything. The world system. And there is a spirit of defiance all over the place. Have you noticed? Against God, a spirit of defiance against God. You can see it every day. You can see it everywhere. You can go down the street. You can see it everywhere. Against God. Well, instead of being conformed to the world, we're supposed to transform by the renewing of our minds. Instead of being conformed to the world, right? When we find out what God wants, then we do it. Amen. When we renew our minds, we're going to find out that complete and perfect will of God. Come on. Our, our minds, you know, they always, the, many people have written books about it. The battlefield of the mind, right? The mind is the battlefield. And our minds have all kinds of thoughts and a lot of those thoughts are not correct. Just because you're thinking something doesn't mean it's correct. Hello? All thoughts are not correct. Many of thoughts don't line up with God. So what do we do? We replace our thoughts with his thoughts. <laughs> That's renewing our mind. We get his thoughts. Well, what does he think about that? This is what I think about it. <laughs> but what does he think about it? What he thinks matters much more. Amen? We replace our will with his will. What does he want? Not what do I want? Hello? Now that word transform we've talked about means metamorphosis. In the Greek it's metamorpho, which of course we get metamorphosis uh, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. So there should be a metamorphosis in our lives, in our minds after we are saved Come on, after we come to Jesus, after we come to Christ, after we are born again, after we become new creations, our minds need to be renewed. And depending how long we were in the world and how many worldly thoughts we have, we might have to do a lot of renewal. Hello? But we're supposed to be transformed. There should be a drastic change when we get saved. Come on, on how we act, how we think. Of course, our thinking is going to affect our actions, right? Our thinking will affect our actions. So how we think, oh man, there should be all kinds of transformation taking place, amen? When we get saved. Why? Because now we learn what God said. And we're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, well, I used to think that, but nah, I don't think that anymore. Because God said this, right? You, here's, a, here's an example, right? Here's an example. Sometimes we go to, well, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Well, here's a good example. A lot of people are good worriers. Amen. Oh, man, they're good, right? And they'll even brag about how good they worry. I'm a good worrier. And, and my parents worried good, and I'm a good worrier. I worry, I mean, I'm a good worrier. Well, Jesus said, don't worry about anything. Oh, man, if you've been worrying your whole life and now God, you read the word and you're like, Jesus said, don't worry about anything. Oh, how do I do that? <laughs> well, you got to get your mind renewed, right? 
Well, we could go into a whole teaching why you don't need to worry. Amen? First, first and foremost, you're a child of God now. And the worst thing that can happen to a child of God is they die and they go to heaven. Amen. Oh, so horrible. <laughs> oh, we're going to die and go see Jesus. That's the worst thing that can happen to a believer. So why do we need to worry? Hello? See what I'm saying? We got to renew our minds. When Jesus said, don't worry, he, 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 he said it for a reason, right? The word of God is there for a reason. And God said to renew your mind with what I think and how I think. Uh, follow my ways. And his way is don't worry. So if we reject that, we could go through thing after thing after thing. Uh, verse after verse after verse. If we reject what God said in his word and we say, yeah, but, but I really like to worry. And I don't know if I can do that. Well, you can do it because Jesus said you can do it. God said you could do it, right? If you're a born again child of God, you can do it. You, you, you may choose not to do it, but you can, right? Just, we could go on with that, right? Love, love your neighbor as yourself. You, you, well, I just can't love them. I just can't do it. I just hate them. Oh, well, then you don't know what God said or you do know what God said and you don't care what he said. Right? I just, no, God said the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The love of God is in us. So if we are children of God, the love of God is in us so we can love. We just have to choose to love. Amen? His love is in us and we can choose to love if we want to choose to love. And that is right there is another renewal of the mind. Hello? We just are renewing, I'm just giving a few examples of how we renew our minds as believers, right? Those are just a couple tiny little examples of metamorphosis that takes place when we understand what God said, when we understand God's will, when we understand the word of God and what he's done in us and what he's made us to be in Christ. When we start understanding all of that, who we are in Christ, whoo, we get metamorphosized. And people look and say, Wait a second, you're not the same person you used to be. I'm like, yeah, that's right. You bet you I'm not. I'm not the same person I used to be. Because now I am a born again child of God and I am renewing my mind with how God thinks. Whoo, come on. I'm preaching better than you're agreeing. <laughs> come on. We got to get our minds renewed transformed. Why? Then we're going to find out God's will. We're going to find out what God likes. We're going to find out what God hates. But we're only going to do it when we renew our minds with his word, with his will. All right, let's go on. Let's go on. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Apostle Paul writing here, to the church at Ephesus, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Are they evil? Ooh, they were evil then. They are evil now. Therefore, do not be unwise, 
Come on. But understand what the will of the Lord is. He, he, he wants, God wants us to understand the will, his will. Right? And we can understand his will. We can, can, can. <laughs> Do not let anybody tell you God's will is too mysterious to understand. He wants us to understand the will of the Lord. Understand what the will, don't be unwise. If we're, if unwise is not understanding what the will of the Lord is. Hello? I don't want to be unwise. We're going to be talking about wise today. You want to be wise people, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. So God wants us to find out his will. He wants us to. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Amen. He's poured out the Holy Spirit upon us. We can have the Holy Spirit. We can, we're temples of God. We have the Holy Spirit that leads us into all truth. Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to send the comforter, the helper, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit to, to come alongside you and help you and lead you into all truth. We have the Holy Spirit to guide us, come on, into the will of God. And, and that it, it, well, that's amazing, right? If you, when you start meditating on that, it's amazing that we have the Holy Spirit to guide us and lead us in this earth. It's amazing that God did that for us. And we have that, we have the Holy Spirit to guide us in so many things that we don't know what to do. Even, even uh, we don't have the written word about it, right? We don't know what to do in this situation. But the Holy Spirit can show us God's will. Because we don't, we don't, we don't, I, 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 I couldn't find it, go to Iowa in the Bible. But the Holy Spirit said, go to Iowa, right? That's being led by the Spirit. That's finding out his will, God's will, by the Spirit of the living God. So it's not too mysterious. We, we not only have the Holy Spirit, and most of all, we have his written word, amen? We talked about that a lot last week. We got to trust in what he said. His word is his will. His word is his will. So we have to understand his will from his word. And God gave us the ways to understand his will. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us his word. He wants us to understand. Amen. He doesn't want us to be uh, uh, confused. Amen. He doesn't want us to be wandering around the earth going, man, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. Oh. No. He wants us to find out though his will and do it. Amen. We do it. God's always looking for more people to be doers of his will. His will, right? God's always hiring. <laughs> Come on. The labor, the, 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 the harvest is plenteous, right? They're all over the place. Lost people all over the place. The harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few, Jesus said. So there, there, there's plenty of work to do. God's always looking for more people to do his will. Jesus did his will perfectly. I, I, was using, I talk about this example a lot. Paul, Paul when he sent Timothy to the uh, Philippians, in, uh, he, sent, he sent Timothy to help them and, and to comfort them. And, and he said, I have no man like-minded to care for you. Paul had no one else to help do the will of God. The Apostle Paul, the man who wrote 
I think it's like three quarters of the New Testament. Didn't have anybody to help him. Come on. Paul was looking around. I need someone to do God's will. Who's, who wants to do God's will? Raise your hand. Who wants, he's looking around. He, he's looking around. Who wants, to, who wants to do God's will around here? Oh, man. Oh, man. oh Timothy. Ah, Timothy, you want to do God's will? Woo! So he sends them off, right? Come on now. God's always looking for someone that says, I want to do your will. Woo, I want to do your will. I want to do your will more than anything, Father. More than anything, I want to do your will. Oh, God loves to hear that. Come on now. There aren't a lot of them. And we talked about it a little bit already. When you find someone like that, you have found a diamond. David was one of those, right? He had a, he had a in fact, it was an ax. We read it. He said, um, David was a man after God's own heart because he wanted to do all of God's will. Why was, why was David a man after God's own heart? He wanted to do all the will of God. God found someone and said, Woo, ding, 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 David, David, David. Come on. Who can, we get to, who can we get to do this thing I need done? Oh, we found David. And then he got to be king, right? Became king. Had some problems. We know he did some wrong things, but his, his heart was after God to do the will of God. Whoo. Hallelujah. The foolish person doesn't seek God's will. Right? The foolish. They, they do what they want to do. They seek everything except God. And God is definitely not on the minds of the foolish. Right? He's not on their minds. Never. <laughs> he is not on their minds. He, he, you could walk around and just ask people, how, when was the last time you thought about God? A lot of people say, well, I don't even believe in God. Why would I think about him? I don't know. Are you one of those Bible thumpers? Are you one of those Bible-believing churches? Bible-believing believers? Yeah, that's me. I'm a Bible-believing believer. Come on. And my mind is on the will of God. Amen? Wise people will see God's will. Come on, we, we, well, God, God is, is a little bit smarter than all of us, right? A little bit. <laughs> we can add up every brain on this planet and it's not even close to God. Not even close, right? Every brain added up doesn't even come close to God's brain. God is the smartest one. So, so we want to find his will because he knows the end from the beginning. He knows how to get us to the right place at the right time. We don't. All we do, if, we, if we're going to operate in the natural realm, we're going to operate in a natural way, we are going to make our decisions based on, well, that looks good, and that looks good, and, well, I think that looks good, and, and, you know, well, I guess, you know, I've done this, and I've done that, and I've made that, and I've researched that, and I've looked at that, and I've researched that, and I've researched this, and I've researched that, and I've researched that, and I've researched this, and now I'm making this decision. Well, that's fine, right? You can make your research and do all that. But what is God saying about it? Because he knows a lot more than we do. 
And he knows, he knows the future. He knows what's a coming. And he knows what we're supposed to do. And so we think, well, this is what I'm supposed to do because I have researched this extensively. <laughs> and God's saying, oh, no, that's not it. That's not it. No, 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 no. And if we don't check in with the smart one, hello? If we don't check in with the smartest one, uh, it could be a real problem, right? Hello? We could go into a long, long teaching on that, right? We could talk about marriage. We could talk about careers. We could talk about all kinds of things. That if we don't check in with him, we could do all kinds of research and make the wrong decision. And think it's the best decision we've ever made in our entire life. <laughs> oh, I am so... Uh, I am so decided on this because I have researched this so much. So I have no doubt that I will succeed. And then you go forward and oops. And God said, well, that wasn't, you know, you didn't ask me. <laughs> Hello. But God has plans for us. Amen. Good plans. To prosper us, to give us a hope in a future. Right? Jeremiah 29, 11. God has plans that will far exceed any of our plans. I always like to think about the blueprints, right? You got the blueprints of the house. Uh, uh, you got this little blueprint over here. And you're like, this is my plan for my life. This little blueprint right here, you know. And then God says, no, this is my plan for your life right here. This is what I want you to build while you're on earth. And you say, well, I'm just fine with this right here. Come on. <laughs> Good example of that. My pastor, who just retired, actually, he, he, uh, he, tells, the, he tells it, you know, how he, he came to Christ. Long story, I, I told the men the other day at the men's breakfast how he came to Jesus. But um, he tells how he, he was a logger. He was a chew-spitting, cussing logger. He tells the story, I, I was a chew-spitting, cussing logger, and then I got saved. <laughs> and he said, my dream for my life was to get a trailer out there in the, in the brush prairie or something, get a trailer out there on some property, have a little family, and, and cut down logs the rest of my life. That was my dream. And then I got saved. That was his plans. And that's probably what he would have done. Hello? If he hadn't gotten saved, he, his plans would have been out there in the trailer with his family cutting down logs. And chewing, chewing tobacco. And, and then probably getting uh, uh, lip cancer. Hello? And, and now he pastored for 40 years. One hundreds of people to Jesus. Amen. And you see what I'm saying? God's plans are far greater than ours. But. If we're going to settle for the little blueprint and say, I'm just fine right here, we aren't going to get to God's plans. Come on. We, we got to choose his will over our will. Did you know God will let you do your will if you want to do it? Have you heard of Israel? <laughs> Have you heard how they wanted a king? Remember that? God, we want a king like the other nations. 
We want a king. He said, you don't want a king. <laughs> you don't want a king. Trust me. You do not want a king. You're going to have all kinds of problems. They're going to rule over you. They're going to take all your money. They're going to tax you and tax you and tax you some more. You do not want a king. God, we want a king. You don't want a king. I'm telling you, you don't want a king. We want a king, God. Okay, have your king. I'll even pick him out for you. Hello? He picked out a king. That king was good for a little bit, wasn't he? <laughs> and then he found David, who did good. Amen? But you get my point? And not to mention those two kings, only to mention those two kings, there were many kings of Israel and many of them were evil. Completely evil. Hello, have you heard of Ahab and Jezebel? Woo, you talk about evil, right? Oh my, they had some evil kings. They had some horrible problems with their kings. Well, what, how, how, did they, how did they get into that mess? They wanted their will. They wanted their will instead of his will. You don't want a king. We want a king. You don't want a king. We want a king. Here's your king. Now live with that. Your choice. You wanted it. Hello. When God says we don't want it, we say, yes, sir. <laughs> we agree with him. We immediately agree with him. When he says, you don't want that, we say, yeah, you're right. I don't want that. On now. You say, you're about to do it. And you're like, here I go. And he says, no. You say, yes, sir. I, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like that. Anyhow, it was no good. No good. <laughs> Come on now. What do we do? We put aside the flesh and we let the spirit rule. Come on now. We put aside the flesh, what the longing of the flesh is, and we say, what does the Holy Spirit want me to do? What does God want me to do? What does he want? Because the spirit needs to rule over the flesh. Amen. All right, let's look at Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. This is Paul, Paul, Paul's prayer here. Part, you know, part of Paul's prayer. Of course, there's a lot of Paul's prayers. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Now, a lot of things in right there. A lot of things, right? But uh, you could preach on those for a long time. But first, notice that God's will is filled with wisdom. You may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom. I tell you, when we find God's will, we have found wisdom. And without doing God's will, what are we we're doing? We are acting like fools. We are, we read earlier, unwise. We act like fools if we, if we find God's will and we don't do it. That's camp foolish. We don't want to be in camp foolish. Camp foolish is full of people ignoring God's will. 
Come on. The wise find God's will and the wise do God's will. Thank you for those three amens. We can't walk worthy of the Lord. Come on. We can't walk worthy of the Lord without knowing his will. You got to know his will to walk worthy of the Lord. That's why he prays that right before that, right? You got to walk worthy. You got to be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may walk worthy of the Lord. If we don't know his will, we can't walk worthy of the Lord. Come on. Because we find out what he wants instead of what we want. That's what Jesus did. Jesus walked worthy of the Lord. Come on. And God wants us, God wants us to produce fruit. Amen. God wants us to please him. God wants us to increase in his, in the knowledge of God, right? We're supposed to increase. This is the will of God right there. Amen. Fully pleasing him, fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. Whoo. Wow. I want that. You want that? We must know his will to do what he wants us to do, right? We, we must not live our lives based on what we want to do. What, what is that? That is the way of the world. We're not supposed to be conformed to the world, right? We read that in Romans 12 already. We aren't conformed to the world. We got to know what he wants. Otherwise, we conform to the world and the world seeks their will. The world does not submit to him. Come on. Our will must be submitted to God if we want to be wise. We're talking about wise, right? Being wise, how to be wise. We got to have, if you want a wise heart, we got to be submitted to him. So this message is only for the wise today. <laughs> Let's look over at Matthew 7 here. We're going to find more about wise and Jesus talked about this directly very very directly I mean as direct as you possibly can get exactly what we're saying today Matthew 7 24 through 27 you've heard these before therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these scenes of mine, why, why do we always talk about doing and not just hearing? But everyone who hears these scenes of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man. Come on, this is everything we just said today already. We'll be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell. And great was its fall. Now, let's make this as simple as possible, right? I like simple. You like simple? Yeah. How do we build on the rock? We hear God's word, we do God's word. Da, 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 da. 
Ta -ta -da -da -da. How do we build on the sand? Oh my. We hear the will of God and we ignore the will of God. Is that plain or what? We, we hear the will of God, we do the will of God. We're on the rock. We hear the word of God, we say, eh, we're building on the sand. Building on rock is going to take a little more work, right? You got to, you build on the rock, you got some, you got some digging. You might need some dynamite. <laughs> you got to get, you got to get some things level. I, you know how they build those castles on the mountains? You're like, how in the world did they do that? You're like, wow. Well, that took some work. But building on the sand, well, that's easy. We, we got that all over the place here, right? We got sand everywhere around here. And it's flat and it's ready to go. I mean, you could walk into a lot and say, wow, this is flat. Get me a tractor. Let's go. We'll have some, we'll have the foundation in today. Hello? And it's not going to happen on the rock. I'll tell you that. It's going to take some work to, to, to build on the rock, some extra effort, like, like, like going to church every Sunday. Hello? When we, when we get together with the body every Sunday, I, I, I really attribute my spiritual growth and my, my longevity in Christian, you know, not that I would fall away, but I always say, if you want to be a real strong Christian, you better get in church. Hello. That is building on the rock. Hello. It, you should be studying the Bible. Amen. Not just in church. Amen. You study the Bible on your own. You know what you're doing when you're doing that? You're building on the rock. Is that effort? Oh, yeah, that's going to take some effort. Come on now. It's worth renewing our minds to God's will, is it not? Yes. Is that going to take a little effort? Yes. That's how we build on the rock. Hello? We find out God's will, and of course, then what do we do? We do it. Jesus said, if you hear my what I want you to do, you do it, you're building on the rock. The extra time building on the rock is always worth it. Oh my, it is worth it, my friends, my brothers and sisters. It is worth it to build on the rock. It is worth it. Many, many people today, even Christians go, well, I don't really need that. I don't need that. Well, choose your way, right? Choose your way. But I'll tell you what, you want to build on the rock, whoo, you got to get your mind renewed. And that is going to take some effort. Hello? You're going to have to get in this book. You're going to have to get in some study of his word. Hello? You're going to have to put in some prayers. that work? Yeah, on your flesh it sure is. Right? Because Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane and they couldn't stay awake for one hour. And they said, he said, well, the flesh or the spirit is willing, the flesh is weak. Right? So it, your flesh, ooh, it, it takes some effort to build on the rock. Because we're supposed to pray, right? Amen. Is, is that the will of God? <laughs> is that something Jesus would have said to do? Absolutely. He did say to do it. 
many different ways, many different times. He talked about prayer. Paul, Paul says, pray without ceasing. Ooh. <laughs> Hello. Constant communication with God. Pray without ceasing. Is that going to take some effort? Yeah, that's going to take some extra effort on our part. But if we do that, we're building on the rock. Amen. Thank you for those no amens. <laughs> what does Jesus say about the one who builds on the rock? He says that's a wise man. What are we talking about? They being wise. Come on. And he says what? He says that man's house will not fall. If we want a house that won't fall, we got to build on the rock. That means we hear what God said and we do what God said. We hear it, we do it. We hear it, we do it. We hear it, we do it. Woo! Now, we're going to talk a little more about wisdom and then we'll be done. Two or three more hours to go. <laughs> Deuteronomy 32, 29. You're going to love this. This is, this is, uh, whoo. Deuteronomy 32, 29. Oh, that they were wise. That they understood this. That they would consider their latter end. You want, you want to be wise? You better consider the end. Hello? Consider the end of our life now. What, what do we want our end to look like? What do we want the dash on our gravestone filled up with? Right? 1900 to 1986 dash, right? What's that dash filled up with? Consider their latter end. Oh, that's wisdom right there, isn't it? What, what do we want to hear Jesus say? Yeah, we want to hear well done, right? Well, it, it, are we doing something to hear well done? Good. Right? Consider the latter end. I, I, I'm not of the persuasion that says Jesus is going to say well done to everybody. Because he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. Good and, <laughs> good and faithful servant. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Oh my, we could go off there a long time, right? How many, how many people I've known over the years that... You're like, you're like, why don't you do something for Jesus? Why what? Whew, come on. Why, why won't you do something for Jesus? Good and faithful servant. Well done. I want Jesus to say well done. Come on. I'm considering my latter end. Are you considering your latter end and what Jesus is going to say to you? Consider your latter end. That's what wise people do, amen? Wise people are going to consider how it's going to end. And so they're going to seek God's will now. They're going to do God's will now. 
We, we got to think about the judgment seat of Christ, right? If you haven't thought about that, think about that. Christians are going to stand before judgment. People say, well, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm a Christian now. I'm good. I, I, I. Well, you're still going to be judged. You're not going to be judged whether you go to hell or not. You're going to be judged by Jesus and what you did in the body, in your body. <laughs> what you did in this body. Come on. And so we have to consider that. We have to think about that. What do I want, Jesus? What, what do I want to happen at that judgment seat of Christ? Come on now. He, 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 I think it's First Corinthians talks about it. we're going to stand there and the works that were pure and for the Lord are going to last through the fire, but all the other works are going to be burnt up. Come on now. I want some pure and good works for Jesus, don't you? I want my works to last through the fire. Right? And that, as we think about that, that's considering the latter end. That's considering the end, right? The end. We got to consider what's going to happen at the end. The end of our life, the end of time, when we see Jesus, which I don't believe it ain't too far away. <laughs> Come on now. When we see Jesus, the latter end, what's going to happen? Well, it's a good thing to be thinking about that. Amen? Let's look at another one that goes right along with that. Psalm 90, verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Are we talking about wisdom today? We're talking about being wise. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. I'll tell you what, wisdom realizes how short this life is. I know, I know, I know people think they got a long time on this earth, but I, 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 if you haven't figured out yet, we only got a few minutes. We're leaving this planet in a few days, all of us. In fact, I looked it up, approximately 178,000 people die every day. Every day. Think of that. Every single day. And that's not just old people, right? People say, well, yeah, that's all the old. No, 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 no. Many 20-year-olds died today. Many 40-year-olds died today. Many 80-year-olds died today. People are dying. Now, of course, more older people are dying of old, old age, right? That's, that's a given. But people are dying all the time. Come on. Teach us to number our days. I, I, don't, I don't care if you're on this earth for 85 years or 120 years. That's only a blink of God's eye. That's like over, done. Right? That's a blink. So no matter how you look at it, this life is very, very, very short. And the wise, come on, the wise people are going to number their days. Right? Teach us to number our days that we realize I'm only here for a few minutes. A few minutes. Come on now. We got to number our days. Come on, we got to find out what God wants us to do and do it now. Well, I, I, got, I got a lot of time left. I could say that I'm 50. I, I got a lot of time left. 
I mean, just say I live to 100. We'll just say 100, right? I got, I, I've already, I live 50. I got 50 more. I can just take it easy. I can kick back, relax. I mean, I got 50 more years to do something for Jesus. Huh, I got a lot of time. Well, I know the young ones don't understand as well as those older ones, but we know, we know that uh, 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 feels like I was 15, like yesterday. Hello? I mean, I feel like Carl and I was dating at 15. I feel like that was just like yesterday. And I look at 50, I go, how in the world did I get to 50? I had just 15. How did that happen? Well, we know how it happened, right? The sun came up, the sun went down. And another day passed. Come on. But what filled up those days? Come on. We only have those days. We only have so many days. It's a gift of God that we have some days to live. And we have those days not to serve ourselves, come on, but to serve him and to find out what he wants. And then if you do that, you are wise. A lot of people call themselves wise, but they're not. Because you, you, know, you, you look at their life and you're like, you're not being wise because you're not finding out what God wants. Amen? Find out what God wants. Do it. Hallelujah. What are you saying today, PV? We don't have Griffin to say it again this morning. He's working again. I can tell you that guy. <laughs> oh, you know how work is, right? What am I saying? I'm saying we got to redeem the time. What, we read that up, right? We already read that. Redeem the time for the days are evil. Are they, they were evil then and he was saying that then. Redeem the time. You only, he's saying you only got a few days. You only got a few days on this earth. What are you doing with that? What are you doing? Come on, you see where we're headed? I'm saying today we are on the clock. We don't have a clock in here. See, our clock fell off the wall, it broke. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know me, clocks and preaching, like... No, we're going to preach till we're done. Amen. Amen. I'm saying the clock is a ticking. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah. Is it ticking or what? It is ticking right now. And it's, it's, it's just, I mean, it's just amazing how it's ticking. Right? It's going by fast. Fast, fast. And you could watch the ticks on the clock and just go, wow, time is just going by. <laughs> but what are you doing in those ticks? Hello? I'm saying today that God's will, come on, God's will better be our highest priority. If we want to be wise. Amen? God has a purpose for us. Amen? He, he, he has you on this earth for a reason. He has me on this earth for a reason. Are we doing what he wants? Are we doing his will. Are we accomplishing his blueprint? Or did we settle for our blueprint? And did we say, uh, this is fine. 
This is good right here. And God said, no, 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 no. Get on, get on my blueprint because I got this for you to do before you leave this place. Come on now. I'll tell you, those are the people who are going to hear, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. It's time to get busy. Amen? Amen. If we aren't doing the will of God, it's time to get busy. We got a few moments left. I don't care if you're 15 or 60 something. 70. They gave it away. I didn't. I didn't do it. <laughs> but we got to be doing God's will. Amen. No matter what age we are, no matter where we find ourselves right now. Right. You can't, you can't. The past is the past, right? You can't change that. There's one thing we can't change. It is the past. It is done. And if we wasted 50 years of our life, if we wasted 10 years of our life, if we wasted 80 years of our life, that, that's done. It's done. But what do we do now? What are we going to do right now from this point forward? What are we going to do now? Come on now. The wise person says, I am going to do God's will. Where I find myself right now, I am choosing God's will. The wise will find God's will. The wise will do God's will. Amen? Come on. The wise person is going to do God's will as soon as they find it. Did you hear me? <laughs> as soon as they find it, right? They find God's will and they say, ah, that's God's will. The foolish person says, I'll get to that someday. I'll do that someday. I know that's what God wants me to do, but I'll get there. Boy, how many people, you know, they, they even get saved at a young age. And then they say, I've heard many testimonies like that. Then they say, but I really want to live my life. And I don't want to just live that Christian life, that holy, that holy life. Come on now. I want to I wanna do some things. I want to experience some things. But when I get my family and I get settled down, then I'm going to start serving the Lord. Ooh, that's a dangerous place right there, right? Well, then I'm going to start serving the Lord wholeheartedly. But right now, I got a lot of things I want to do. What's the theme song of hell? I did it my way. What's the theme song of heaven? I did it God's way. Come on. The wise person says, I'm going to do it your way, Father. I don't care who hates me. I don't care who persecutes me. I don't care who stabs me in the back. I don't care what's said about me. I don't care. I am going to do it your way. I am going to follow after your will. I'm going to find your will and I am going to do your will. 
as soon as I find it, right? Don't wait, don't procrastinate, don't put it off, because if you put it off, you'll be looking 20 years down the road and say, oops, I was supposed to do that 20 years ago. Oh, God, what? No. Now, does God have mercy? Yeah, he has mercy, amen. But you can miss out on what a big part of your plan. Can God get you back on the right track? I believe so. But can you, uh, I always look at it, you know, from my perspective in Iowa and such, if God says go to Iowa and I say, eh, not right now. <laughs> Whoo, was that throw my plan off? Oh my. That, th that would have thrown my blueprint off big time. I believe God could have had mercy. God could have done some other thing, but I don't believe I would be where I'm at right now. And I, I, oh my, 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 I don't even want to think. Come on. We got to not procrastinate. We got to get busy. We got to do the Lord's will now because we only have a few days left. Come on, I'm driving home today. You got to recognize you only have a few days, no matter how old you are right now. Come on, young or old, you got a few days to live for the Lord. You got a few days to do his will. You just got a few days to do it. And the wise person says, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Woo. Right? It, it's, like, it's like the employee. You know, I, I managed for 12 years. It's like the employee that you say, I need you to clean the slurpy machine today. I worked at some of I need you to clean that slurpy machine today. I need you to take off all the nozzles. I need you to do a deep clean. I need you to take off every part of that slurpy machine and deep clean it big time. And they say, and, and the good employee, right? The, the good and faithful servant says, Woo, I'm on it. And they head right over to the slurpy machine. And they're like, Ch Bucket, water, right? Customer comes in, they run over there. Whew. Let me help you out, right? All right, all right, praise God. Well, he won't say praise God. Have a good day. Come on over here. Come on, oh, customer, whoo, whoo. Let me help you out, let me help you out. Okay, all right, all right, have a good day. Come on, oh, another one, whoo. Here we go, here we go, come on. That's the good and faithful servant. Come on. And then the, the, the unwise, the foolish one says, well, I got all day. I'm here eight hours. I got an eight hour shift. I'm sure I can get to that slurpy machine. I'm sure I'll get there, right? Okay, so waiting on the customer. Here you go. Oh man, slurpy machine, it's been two hours. I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, all right. Yeah, have a good day. Have a good day. Yeah, every day. Yeah, right. have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Oh man, I'm halfway through my shift. <laughs> Should probably get started on that. <laughs> oh boy, have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Have a good day. Oh man, I only got two hours left in my shift. I was supposed to clean the slurp machine. Oh man, I should probably get on that. Have a good day. Yeah, have a good day. Have a good day. 
The other employee shows up to take over the shift. And you haven't even started. And you're like, oops. Come on. And that is the unwise servant. That is the lukewarm servant. That is not the one Jesus is going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Because I managed for 12 years. And as I've told you before, I had one diamond that in 12 years who did everything she was supposed to do every single day. And she's the one, for sure, I could say, well done, good and faithful servant. Hello? I don't know about you, but I tell you what, I want to be that good and faithful one. I want to be the one who gets clean in that slurpy machine. As soon as God says to clean the slurpy machine, you know what I mean, right? When he says, do this, you say, yes, sir. When he says, you need to do that, you say, yes, sir. When he says, do that, you say, yes, sir. You see it in the word. He says, do this. You say, yes, sir. You, do, you look over here and he says, do that. You say, yes, sir. He says, don't worry. You say, yes, sir. He says, love your neighbor. You say, yes, sir. He says, forgive that person. You say, yes, sir. You don't go, well, you know, someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to that. Hello. Come on. If we want to be wise, come on. If we, it's so simple, right? If we want to be wise, Jesus made it as simple as we possibly could make it. If we want to be wise, we do what the Lord said. And that's, my friends, we read it from Jesus' words. We read it from his words. If we'll do what he said to do, we are building on the rock. Come on. And our house won't fall. But he said, if we won't do it, if we won't clean the serpent machine, as he said to do, if we won't do it, our house will fall. It will be blown over in the storm. Hello? I mean, just, just thinking about that a little further, taking that analogy even a little further, right? That employee that I had that did everything every single day that I asked of her, I, when she wanted to go home to take care of her kids, I begged her to stay, get, wanted to give her a big raise. The person who would not clean the slurp machine and would not do the other things, I had to terminate many of them. And so their house fell. Yeah, that's a small example. But then when they went to the next job and that boss called me and said, I would like to know about the employee that's applying here today. Can you tell me anything about their work history? I cannot tell you anything about their work history. Thank you. You know what I mean? Laws, liabilities, all that. But you know what that means immediately. And every boss knows what that means immediately. But the other, the other lady, the, the, someone calls about their lady. Well, I got so-and-so here and they're applying for this job and I need to know if you can tell me anything about their work history. 
Don't hire her. I need her back here, please. Do not hire her. Tell her to come back here immediately. Oh, you're telling me she's a good employee. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of telling you that right now, yeah. You get it? Well done. That person was wise. That person who ran to the slurping machine was wise. Because they were building on the rock. And they were doing what the boss said to do. And come on, saints, we need to do what the boss says to do. We don't need to make excuses. We don't need to procrastinate. Come on, we need to get busy. Doing his will. Amen? Do I have some wise people here today? Pray this after me, if that's you. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I want to be wise. I know the wise seek after your will. I know the wise do your will. I haven't always been wise, but today I choose to be wise. I am not going to be foolish. Forgive me where I have disobeyed you. Teach me to number my days. I will not waste my days on this earth. I am going to do your will for my life. Show me from your word what I need to do. Show me your plans for my life. I am going to do what you asked me to do because I want to be the wise one and I want to hear well done. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen? Well, if you pray that from your heart, you know, God is listening for sure, right? If you pray that with faith from your heart, God heard it. And he's a showing you. And what are you going to do when he shows you? You got it. The greatest step of wisdom we can take is being saved. Amen? I ask you today, if I get the next slide, please. I ask you today, is Jesus your Lord? Romans 3.23, all have sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone has sinned. Everybody deserves punishment forever. The wages of the sin is death. Eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Right? He died for every person on this earth. He died for the right for every person on this earth to become a child of the living God. John chapter 1 says he gives them the right to become a child of God. Everyone on earth, everyone around us, everyone who isn't born again yet has the right to do it because of Jesus. And the way we come into salvation, the way I came into salvation, I confessed Jesus from my heart. I believed he was alive and I confessed him as Lord. If you believe Jesus is alive, you have faith in your heart to believe in Jesus today and then you need to confess with your mouth, your mouth that Jesus is Lord. A lot of people don't understand, and even though we come into faith like that, but that's how faith works. You're, you have faith in your heart and you connect it to your mouth. Amen? You connect the faith in your heart to your mouth. It's connected. 
And so when faith is in your heart, speak it. Paul said we believe and therefore we speak. So our mouth is connected to our believer. And so we come into the kingdom of God as we believe and speak. Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my Father which is in heaven. That is a public confession of Jesus. If you confess me before men. That's why I say all the time, make sure you tell someone Jesus is your Lord. Put it on your Facebook, your YouTube, your Instagram, your Twitter, your Snapchat, your Parler, your Gab, your MeWe, your Truth, your, your uh, what's the other one? Getter. I think I covered them all. I'm on all of them. Did I miss one? What did I miss? Oh. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, I missed TikTok. There you go. Yeah, good, good. I actually need to post on TikTok. I haven't been on there in a while. Come on now. I, I post things all the time and, 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 and I want people to hear the word. Amen? And I, and I want people to know I'm a believer. <laughs> I got no problem having anybody know that I'm a believer. If you got a problem letting people know you're a believer, you got a problem. Because you're ashamed of Jesus, and that is, that is, ooh, that's bad. Come on now. I'm not ashamed of Jesus, right? Paul said, don't be ashamed. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the wise person, come on, the wise, if you want to be wise, if you want to start in real wisdom, oh, I'll tell you what, the wise person confesses Jesus is Lord. That is our first step into real wisdom. Because now, what does the Bible say? We get the mind of Christ. We can think properly. Hello? We can think properly now once we're saved. Our brain is not broke. <laughs> so we were talking about this the other day. Science now says if you listen to lies all the time, your brain gets broke. If you listen to truth all the time, your brain gets right and renewed. That's what we're talking about today, right? We, we, we listen to truth all the time. We get our minds renewed and we find out the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. But I'm asking today, is Jesus your Lord? Because you must be in Christ to go into heaven. No one is going into heaven that is not in Christ. Because Jesus is the only one in heaven that is worthy to be there. And so you can't go into heaven without being in Christ. That's why Paul constantly talks about being in Christ and what we have in Christ. Because when we come into Jesus, we come into Christ. And that's why we're the body of Christ. So you can't go into heaven if you're not in Christ. So if that's you today and you say, I have not made Jesus my Lord, but I do believe he is alive. And I do want to confess him as Lord of my life. I do want to be born again. I do want eternal life. I do want to be a wise person. If that's you today, pray this after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I want nothing to do with the kingdom of darkness. I want in your kingdom, God. I want in the kingdom of light. 
And now I know the way in is through Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So Father, I now confess Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus is my Master. Forever I am yours. Heavenly Father, show me your ways. Teach me your ways. Help me renew my mind. And I will walk in your truth. I will be a wise person and do your will. For I am all yours from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. When I, when I said from this day forward, I thought of marriage, right? Isn't that, a, isn't that such a type and shadow of our marriage to Jesus forever? You know, a lot of things on earth are just, you know, Jesus said there is no marriage in heaven. In fact, he even said there's no, no male or female in heaven. So we got, we got a lot of change coming. <laughs> Come on now. But everything on, on earth, we, we, see, we can see a type and a shadow of what's to come. And we're gonna, we are the bride of Christ. And we're going to be married to him forever. Such a wonderful thought that we get to ha hold hands with Jesus forever. The perfect one. Hallelujah. If you confess Jesus today for the first time, and you want to be fruitful, you want to grow up fast, first of all, be bold about your faith. Like I said, tell someone Jesus is Lord. Put it on your social media, be bold. Amen. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Secondly, devour his word. We talked a lot about that today, but you got to devour this. And then you'll begin to renew your mind and you'll be able to walk in the will of God. Thirdly, get involved in an on-fire church. Don't be in a lukewarm church in these last days. You want to find a church that is full of the Spirit. Be a part of a body because that's what we're not supposed to forsake the assembling of ourselves together. Be a part of a body. Be a servant in a body. You need the body and the body needs you. Amen. Fourthly, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That is part and parcel of Christianity. Don't let the devil steal this gift from you. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive the power that Jesus said you would receive when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Fifthly, start serving in the body of Christ. Don't just be a talker, be a doer. Sixthly, worship and pray and praise as much as possible throughout your day. Talk to your father, talk to Jesus have fellowship with God, praise him, thank him, give thanks in everything. Remember we had a whole, we had a whole message about that a couple weeks ago. Give thanks in everything for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So we give thanks all day long from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. I had to get my East West right again. From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So talk to God all day long and you will develop your relationship with him. Seventh, 
Never ever forget that you belong to God now as a Christian. You belong to Him and He is Lord. He is Kyrios in the Greek. He is Lord of our lives and whatever He says goes. So His will comes before our will. And if He wants you to if he wants you to pastor, you pastor. <laughs> Amen. Whatever he wants you to do is what you do. I told you before, I was, I was thinking about going into computer programming. Then I got saved. <laughs> and now here I am. Come on now. Why? Because that's what he wants. Amen. Do whatever he wants. And that is the proper way to live a Christian life. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are going to be wise people. And that means we will do what you said. Jesus said, if you want to be wise, do what I've told you to do. So we're going to do it. And we're going to be wise people. We are going to serve you. We are going to, we are going to do your will. We are going to do whatever you ask of us. And, and Lord, we're going to, we know as we do that, as we're faithful, good and faithful servants, we are going to end up hearing those words, well done. Because we lived our life. We didn't waste our life. We didn't procrastinate. We, we got busy for you and we did whatever you said to do. And we know, Father, we're going to hear those words as we serve you all of our days. Thank you for your mercy where we failed. Thank you, Father, that you get us all on the right track. And we finish our course. We run our course all the way to the end. And we all stand there in the presence of Jesus. And we get to cheer each other on as we hear, we hear Jesus say to each one of us, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. Oh, Father, we look forward to that day. But until then, we are going to serve you all the way. Thank you, Father, for this time together with the body today. Thank you, Father, as we go from here, the angels of God are encamped around about us. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No evil shall befall us. And no plague shall come nigh our dwelling. With long life you will satisfy us and show us your salvation. We thank you for that, Father. We turn back as we said we would do and give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Belongs to our God forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.